Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. is the phone number here. That's 603-283-6160. And I would like to thank Joseph Anania, I think it is, who's a silver level amplifier with us here at Free Talk Live. That means that Joseph gives at least $5 a month to the amplifier program and um, the amps program. And that means that he is helping to advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. And if you would like to be like Joseph and um, support the show, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Riley. And Nikki. And Riley, you had an announcement you wanted to make about April. I do have an announcement. So coming up on April 20th this year... At the State House in New Hampshire, I am holding a 420 rally, and we're supporting cannabis freedom. And also, the there's a 420 foundation that's also doing the same thing. So I should contact them and send a message and say, hey, you know, I was planning on doing a 420 rally, too. Let's combine forces and get things going. So if you're in New Hampshire and you support cannabis freedom, whether you are partaking or not, Come out to the State House at 420 on 420 this year. Excellent. Cool. I'll be Sounds there. Fun. I'll definitely be there. Excellent. I'll be there too. For I sure. feel like the weather will be great by then because it's already getting yeah. nice in New Hampshire. I should bring my back. Oh, it will too. be. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. I will not be there, but I'll oh. be there in spirit. Okay. But thank you. I might be preoccupied. <laughs> Anybody in New Hampshire who could be listening, definitely come out to that. Even if you don't live in New Hampshire and you want to come support us, great. Come across the country. Let's get more people there. <laughs> that would be crazy. I mean, like, awesome. Okay. I mean, I imagine if there was, like, 500 people there. That would be wow. so cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, for Ian's sentencing, there were people that came from Nevada, yeah. Arizona. Utah. Utah. Florida. Oh, wait, were you in Utah at the time? No, I, I moved to New no, Hampshire. No, somebody but... was, though. Oh. I mean, I... I forget who, but somebody was from Utah, right? I guess mm-hmm. I could claim I was from Utah. I mean, I haven't changed my identification yet to New Hampshire, but, you know. Yeah. I, just the other day, I was like, I, I've been here three years now. Am I from New Hampshire now? Signed a military brat who's, like, not from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really... We'll accept you. We'll allow it. Uh, people were, this like, time saying one of us, but they're also free staters who've been here, like, less... <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like, me. I don't know if this really counts. But I just thought it was a funny thing to say. Um, so, in other news, APnews.com has this article saying that Donna Summer Estate, so she's dead, but her estate, sues Ye, which is what Kanye West is going by now, 
and Ty Dolla Sign, who's a rapper, saying they illegally used I Feel Love. Oh. So, first of all, love that song. Yeah. Love Donna Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a similar thing happened with, I, I refuse, I will dead name Kanye West. I, I don't know, care. I, that I is gotta his name. say Kanye West. It, it's like Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no right. one knows. Yeah, so Kanye West, don't care, sorry. And, and he's still um, Kanye West on Apple Music, not yay. I looked this up Yeah, because today. no one would, he still wants people to find his music. Right. Anyways, there was, um, he reached out to Ozzy Osbourne of Black Sabbath and was like, hey, can I sample War Pigs or something like some Black Sabbath song? Hmm. And Ozzy or whoever represents him and speaks for him was like, no, we hate you. Um, and then he went and did it anyways. He um, took like a live recording, like a live sample mm-hmm. uh, and used that. And Ozzy Osbourne made a Facebook post and was like, this man is disgusting. He's an anti-Semite. Like, I do not. Like, I think he's a horrible person. I specifically told him he could not use my music. And I don't really believe in copyright law right. or intellectual property. I'm but not, I, my point I is, this yeah. isn't the first time. So he he did it to Black Kanye. Sabbath. I say let Kanye sample. Free, yay. Yeah. Let Kanye sample. I mean, his music sucks now, so this song there's is awesome. that. One thing that really sucks is I mean, that probably just because he sampled Donna Summer. Well, That's probably the only reason why it's good. It's it's better than her <laughs> song. Sample the thing. Really? She took it and made. He took know. it and made it. You know, like I, I wish we could, but I didn't prepare. What that. is it? Okay. I feel love. Um. Yeah. So it's the okay. I was listening to that song the other day. That's I funny. That. I love. I love, I love that Donna song. Summer. I love it's a great Donna song. Summer. I just. I'm also, a big disco girl. I I don't know. I just like this the way that this sounds. Like obviously he raps over and it's not her whole song. Yeah, of course he sampled it. Awesome and because he has this like deep um like beat over it and it so, just is amazing. And what sucks is it's the best song off his new album. His new album isn't great. Like I love Kanye West's mm-hmm. like old music and Yeah, I like his older stuff better. His uh newer stuff is not as good in my opinion and a lot of it sounds uh, it's just kind of getting way more like dark and gangsta-y than I like. Like, I liked his more poppy, fun music. Yeah, yeah, more like, just like old school, hip-hop, whatever. So, like, Um, this was the best song on the album, and now it's like, it's not on Apple Music, it's not on Spotify, because of this lady's estate. (laughs) So, I'm, I'm a big fan of sampling. Right. I I really like the Beastie Boys. They've sampled some of my favorite bands. They've sampled Led Zeppelin. Huh. I, and I, I know, know Led Zeppelin has gotten... I was told gotten... there'd be no Led Zeppelin as Captain would say. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, well, Captain's not here. <laughs> That's right. I can talk not... about Led Zeppelin if I want to. Heck yeah. Um, but Le- and Led Zeppelin has even gotten into legal battles with people because the are court... Are they all dead? Sorry. No, no, no. There, a couple of them are at least still alive um, because of a chord progression. And it's like you can't like copyright a chord progression like anyone can pick up a guitar and like play music like they're not so led zeppelin has been through that whole thing with the band spirit or whatever but i think sampling in hip-hop music like i'm a big you know like a lot of the best hip-hop music in my opinion like kanye west solder stuff um wu-tang clan beastie boys that music literally could not have been created without sampling Right. And I think that was a really important development in music was for these artists to be able to 
you pull from other artists. It's oh, like yeah. they're not stealing that's the, your whole that's song. That's the beautiful thing about music is it can yeah. be shared across times and spaces. Like absolutely, there have been songs anciently, like folk songs. Folk songs may have different lyrics, but some yeah. of them share the same tunes, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's like mm. nowadays people get so offended if you sample their tune or create a song using that. It's tune. like a compliment almost. Oh, yeah. right? It's definitely a compliment. And what's weird is like when people get the permission, like oh. Well, um, they like that person that's asking to sample. They can even do a whole cover, like Lana Del Rey covered Sublime song, Doing yeah. Time. Yeah. And the, that is like, it's a good song. Like, I like that song, but I've never loved it. Like, Lana Del Rey's version is amazing. Yeah. It's, it, she it sings the exact same song. It's not even a sample. She does a cover, but I would never listen to the old one. Yeah, of course. Like, it's not like I hate it or something. If it came on the radio I'm and I had nothing else to listen to, I might stop, but it's not really like my style and then lana's cover of it she didn't change anything she just sang it with her voice yeah is one of my like Which is, favorite songs i mean that's something people have been doing for a very long time i mean most right. of the beatles well a lot of the music in the 40s and the 50s was um covers hmm. there wasn't a lot of original music it was a lot of like okay here are some songs in a lot of bands famous bands like i said the beatles are just covering these songs that are already on the radio and it was very very commonplace to just cover songs hmm. and i don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that it's like it's not stealing right. from anyone it's just like here's my I like your yeah it. it's like i'm not claiming that this is my original song i'm just covering your song and um like people are just greedy yeah it's just it's it's weird copyright laws are really strange thing they are um, it's, like it's intellectual really strange, property yeah. it just doesn't i don't get it um but there has been certain like i'm trying to think of the song um it's a, a wu-tang clan song and i just loved the sample like i would not like this song at all if it wasn't for the sample and for years i was like searching out that song like researching like trying to find the original song that they sampled and when i finally found it i was so excited and now i listen to because like i said the my favorite part was the sampled part Mm -hmm. so now i listen to that band I, I discovered a whole new band. I listen to their music and I listen to that song all the time. It's like free promotion. So that's the thing. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like the best I, part like a good thing. in this Kanye song, in my opinion, is also the Donna Summer part. Like yeah. he changed it a little. So it's just like, oh my God, it just hits even harder. It's like her voice with like a, a deeper bass. I've only listened to it once now and I had to find it on YouTube and I feel like it might eventually get taken off there if he like <sighs> loses this uh, lawsuit. And it's it just sad because people yeah. could listen to this and be like, whoa, what is that beautiful like background singer who's singing the back and then find out it's actually a whole other song and like yeah. discover Donna Summers, you know, yeah, like absolutely. if they live That's under the rock. thing about sampling and because people could discover more. And But the problem is you have all these crazy copyright laws and of litigious attorneys who just want to sue everybody yeah. and everyone wants to sue everybody for whatever reason it's just ridiculous dude just and enjoy the music share it around yeah. have a few drinks have a good time and it's crazy party it because up. she's dead yeah hmm. yeah you know so what i mean like this claiming... is her estate it's right. like you know what i mean so it, it does feel like really greedy or maybe they're Maybe they wouldn't, you know, sue somebody else, but they're just mad because Kanye West has been problematic in the press in recent years. I don't know, but but it seems like they will go after just about anybody. So one thing about it that I was wondering is, is like 
sampling legal at any time? And the people in the chat room are saying that it is legal. So I'm wondering how they're claiming that Kanye did it illegally because it says the Donna Summer of State sues Yay and Ty Dolla Sign saying they illegally used. I think I feel you love. need permission. So they're saying. And I think also if you make money off of it, I think that might be a factor as well hmm. because I think with the Black Sabbath thing. Kanye West, like, he asked Ozzy Osbourne or Black Sabbath or whatever, and they were like, no, we hate you. But he sampled it, but I don't know if he put the song on his album or just did it for, like, a private viewing party. So I think if you sample something and you, or if you use something, uh, like, I can play Black Sabbath at a party that I'm throwing, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you can't profit off of it. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. So- and if you do, you need, like, explicit I think permission. that's just wrong at this because what you're saying is exactly what I thought that that they need explicit permission and that it's the making money. But the chat is saying sampling is just a cur- courtesy. I mean, sorry, permission is just a courtesy. But I think they're wrong because I'm, no, I'm like reading be- ahead. And and like I there, this isn't the first court case where someone sampled something without permission and is getting sued. Yeah, like you need normally they want money. Normally they're like, sure, you can sample it, but you gotta, you know, pay us X amount of dollars or whatever, or they just write permission. So it says the estate of Donna Summer sued Yay, which is Kanye West, if you don't know who we're talking about, and Ty Dolla Sign on Tuesday for what its attorneys say is the shamelessly illegal use of her 1977 song, I Feel Love, in their collaboration, Good Don't Die. That's the name of the song. It's good, and in parentheses, don't die. The copyright infringement lawsuit was filed in federal court in Los Angeles by Summer's husband, Bruce Sudano, in his capacity as executor of the estate of the singer-songwriter and disco queen who died in 2012. The suit alleges that when representatives of Ye, formerly Kanye West, sought permission for use of the song, they were rejected because the Summer estate wanted no association with West's controversial history. Which is also just like a weak, dumb reason. It's like, no one hearing this song is going to think, oh, Donna Summers must sanction everything Kanye West yeah, has no ever kidding, done. Right? And it's like, why, why, like, why care? It's obviously just punishment. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of like another band, um... Kanye West has. I feel Daft like he's. Punk for yeah, stronger. yeah, da- yeah. Daft Punk. So no one's like, oh, Daft Punk must be like totally behind everything Kanye West says. Right. No, no <laughs> one thinks that. That's a dumb thing to think, and no one would be like, oh, Donna Summers is. You know what I mean? Loves Kanye West and everything he's done, and like she's yeah. dead. Obviously, nobody would think that's yeah. stupid. Or even if she it was. It just alive. doesn't make sense. It's like a very weak argument, but it's they just don't they're trying really... to punish him or something. Yeah. And it's like they don't really need an argument because it's against the law, I guess. I mean, it's dumb, but they don't they don't need an argument as far as like why they don't want to do a thing. Sure. But I'm just saying that it's like stupid. It's still weak. Yeah, it's still, and I can yeah. see through it. And Absolutely. Yeah, they're just. Uh, yeah, it's I, I think it's, they're just they're like, you said some things that are outside of the index card of allowable opinion, as Tom, Tom Woods would say. Yeah. And now we don't want to let you make an amazing song. It's yeah, a really that's good exactly song. what it is. Yeah. The suit contends that the album instead shamelessly includes re-recorded parts of the song that were instantly recognizable. Oh, that's what it is. So they didn't actually sample Donna Summer. They re-recorded it it sounds exactly the same wow well like huh. i said it's like so a different beat how i thought they just used her voice so they must have had so they didn't else. sample it 
Yeah, that's why I'm... That's not a sample, then. Because a sample, in my opinion, back in the day, when you were sampling stuff, you put a record on the turntable and you record, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, what to, sampling used to be. you double track everything with a record behind you and things like that. Yeah, so it's like... They're claiming... Obviously, you don't have to do that anymore. Like, technology has developed, but, like, you are taking the actual music from the vinyl. So, they're claiming illegal use of her song, but I guess we are the only ones who have said the word sampling so far. That's what I thought. Because I listened to it, it sounds exactly like her voice. If that's someone else, that's pretty amazing. It's really So, it's just because of the lyrics and the beat, like, it was... Because I thought, yeah, if you, like, re-record, like, that was a way to get around it. Wow. Or if you changed it enough, maybe, because, you know, like when they sample it, normally they like uh, a big thing, especially like in like 90s, early 2000s hip hop, like Wu-Tang Clan, what they would do is they would speed it up to make it sound a little different. Hmm. So it'd be like more high pitched and faster. And that's how they would sample stuff. That's so I don't, dumb that you have to do that. I mean, like, I, love I didn't know Sveta if they music. had to do that. I don't know. When did copyright hmm. law become a thing? Like, when did this become a thing? I don't, I don't know. When lawyers began to be more litigious and more domineering and controlling of, like everyone just wants to feel, yeah, every, greed. It's it's really down to this whole idea of greed and control of who gets to gatekeep what music goes where and whatnot. It's just like you know, just share the tunes, have some fun. So life's uh, too short. Apparently, sampling without permission became illegal in 1991. 1991, according to exploring the world of electronic instruments. So. Mm. The suit, it doesn't say anything about sampling. It says the suit contends that the album, instead of um, sampling it because they didn't get permission, shamelessly includes re-recorded parts of the song that were instantly recognizable. So? Right. In the face of this rejection, the suit says, defendants arrogantly and unilaterally decided they would simply steal I Feel Love and use it without permission, which is a lie. You can't steal something that isn't taken away f- from the person who's claiming it's stolen. Right. You can't steal a song because no one's missing anything. I mean, right. how can you steal a tune? <laughs> I sing I sing the song all the time. Right. Am if I stealing it? If you sing the song, are you stealing it? Exactly. Yeah. All it is is they are being control freaks, basically. Yeah, absolutely. They, they want to keep the music industry and things like that. Keeping so. a beautiful song... <laughs> I keep calling a Kanye West song like beautiful. It's just that it's really good. I was like, wow, this is awesome and the best song on this album now. I mean, there's the Northwest You're really hyping this up. You you gotta hear it. I like it. (laughs) Because if you like that song, you'll definitely like it. Like, I was going around singing that part of the song all day because I listened to it. But we do have David from New Mexico on uh, calling. So, David, what's on your mind? Yo, Bonnie, it's your boy. (laughs) I heard that um, David loves Donna Summer. Oh, man. The first time I ever heard that song, I was like, I don't know, 14 years old, and I was at church camp, and the pastor, (laughs) counselor dude, was he was driving me and a couple of my buddies from camp to town to get some supplies, and he put the Donna Summer in. Oh, man. Good tune. I bet. I bet. Yeah. But you want to, it's not what I called, not what I called about, but um, I, I had some more, uh, uh, well, actually, I would comment on your on your copyright stuff, but you won't like what I have to say, so instead of doing that, I'll tell you some more animal stories. I never finished that <laughs> lizard story I was trying to tell you. Really? But before I do, when you go on break, this next break, you have to listen to, if you haven't heard before, better than Donna Summer, and I haven't heard Kanye West, but the uh, Blue Man Group, mm-hmm. a cover of uh, I Feel Love by with featuring Venus Hum. Hmm, Okay. 
You you got to hear it. It's better than Donna Summer's original. All right, we'll check it out. And, all right. Yeah, it's, it's on. It's on YouTube. It's on they YouTube do like on all video. acapella, right? So it's like no instruments, just their voices. Or am I wrong about that? Uh, you know, well, Blue yeah, Man, they, like, they're, they're a music. They're a musical group. You know, they play play the PVC pipes and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like a whole production. They like I've yeah, seen do crazy stuff. They do like Vegas or whatever, like where yeah. they'll do performances in real life. But I just I thought they were all 100 percent acoustic or something. That's kind of what I thought too. Yeah, I, I thought it was like more aca- not acapella, but instrumental. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's probably amplified. I mean, the singer's got to be amplified. You're not singing to a Vegas auditorium without amplification in most cases. Yeah. But, um, I, the, the, the instruments that those guys build, you know, like the PVC pipes, a lot of them, well, for Vegas, you, you've got to have ample. I don't see how, how you would, uh, the, 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 those PVC tubes that are like eight inches in diameter, they put out some pretty good sound, but still, if you're going to play it a couple thousand people or 10,000 people, you gotta, you gotta have some amplification. But anyway, that's not the point the, the song is just awesome. Especially, especially if you were like, uh, like in surround sound, it'd just be, it'd be going all around you. I'm sure they did it. And I'm not a, a sound technician, but I'm sure they did it in not just a, a stereo left and right, but I'm sure they got uh, four speakers, four channels. And so the music can just like, like circle around you. If you had speakers all around you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Anyway, so you listen to it on a break. So you know what I'm talking about. You can, then you can rave about it when you come back. But that, uh, <laughs> to finish up that lizard story, I, I told you about that, that lizard, that 16 inch lizard that would, this, and this is, this is, I'm not, get your minds out of the gutter. I'm not talking about anything I've seen. Okay. Nobody thought lizard. you were. Just you. Oh, we didn't. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> in, the, in the depths of my kinky little mind. Um, so this lizard would come up, I'd go out in the, in the morning and have coffee and I'd sit down in, in the sun and this lizard, uh, would come up and uh, and uh, eat flies off of my ankles. I thought I thought it was attacking me at first, like Bonnie thought. That's so uh, funny. But, but, yeah, but I figured out that I figured out it figured out that uh, I I smell so bad that I attract flies, and then I'd have my coffee and she eat the flies. And, and, yeah, we eat, eat flies. flies off my ankles. Symbiosis. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's pardon? what I said. I googled it. What I was like, say? "What is symbiosis?" It's um. Oh, there you go. A, a, yeah. Um, relationship between two organisms that is, you know, it's helpful to both sides. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, oh wait, so wait, yeah, symbiosis like, is like any that, relationship, like that, but it's like a mutual song. symbiosis. It's like song. The, the 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 keys are white, and the, what's the other part of that? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. The keys are what? What is it? A Three Dog Night song? I have no oh, idea. I have no idea. Yeah. So you you got to look that one up too. But anyway, we live. The one of the lyrics is, "We live together in perfect harmony." Hmm. Oh no, it's. I think it's that. It, uh, Stevie Wonder? I don't know. It's either Stevie Wonder or Blue Dog Night. Because it's like, there's remember. also, you know, parasitism. It's a relationship that is helpful to one and not helpful to the other. But the mutual kind is what David was experiencing. He didn't have the flies on his ankles anymore, and the lizard was eating them. So yep. the more you know. It's really funny. So, David, um, you can finish your story um, when we come back. 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So 
Keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. USA News Update. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell announced Wednesday on the Senate floor he's stepping down from his GOP leadership position in November. Now it's 2024. I'm now 82. McConnell said he will remain in his role until the November elections and will serve out the remainder of his term, which concludes in January 2027. Hunter Biden told House Republicans that his father was never engaged in any of his business endeavors. He testified behind closed doors Wednesday in the Republican-led impeachment inquiry into the president. In his opening statement, Hunter accused Republicans of propagating innuendo and disregarding evidence in their investigation. Chrysler is recalling more than 338,000 Jeep Grand Cherokees. It's due to a steering wheel problem that could result in the wheel coming loose and potentially cause drivers to lose control of the vehicle and crash. John Schaefer, USA News. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Appreciate what we do? 
Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. is the phone number here. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Riley. And Nikki. And we're going to talk about the fact that half of college graduates are working jobs that don't even use their degrees. But first, we have a caller on the line, David from New Mexico. You said that there was a detail you wanted to finish off with your story about a lizard that would come up to you and eat flies off your ankles. What was that that you wanted to tell us about? The, 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 last, the last sad detail, and no, the lizard didn't die. Oh, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, uh, but it does make me sad because it was uh, one day the, the lizard just stopped coming around, and I'm like, oh, no, I wonder if they took off or if the roadrunner uh, killed it and ate it or whatever. And, and it, there actually was two of them. And I assume, I assumed that they were, that they were mates. Uh, I don't know, but I just assumed. And the, and the, the one that I think is female was the one that was coming up to me and the, the, the male that I think it was a male anyway, would stay, stay off in the distance. Wasn't as, as friendly. And they, which is, which is part of the story is that lizards, if you, if you're around them, they have, they have quite the personality of lizard to lizard to lizard. And they're real, and they're really intelligent actually. Um, like you wouldn't think so, or maybe you've noticed you, if you, if you're in an area where there are lizards, like in the, in Florida or in the Southwest and you, and they're around a lot, you'll notice that they make eye contact with you quite huh. frequently. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I haven't I ha- noticed that, yeah. but I, I honestly am scared of them. So. I had a lizard <laughs> growing up. We had a little pet lizard. What kind? I don't know what kind he was. He was just a little guy, oh. but, um, but yeah, he was really nice and cute. I do think they're cute and everything, but like the wild ones, like they really freak me out. Like when I lived in Texas, they're quick and it it can be intimidating. It's somewhat like a snake. Like it just kind of, I see it and my brain's like, nope. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting too. I'll tell you another time. Well, I can tell you a little bit about right now. There's another variety of lizard here. That's about actually bigger than this one. It's like, they're like two feet long, you know, including the tail. And it's some it's called something uh, some sort of a dragon, but it's that's not its official name. It's kind of a nickname. But the interesting thing about that lizard, it, oh, it's a it's the official name is a not the not the not the um, Latin name, but the official non-Latin the English name is a short-nosed. Oh shoot! Now I lost it again. Do you guys have Gila something. monsters there? What is that? Uh, yeah, we got the Gila forest. We got the Gila forest, so or the oh. uh, Gila wilderness and the Gila mountains. So of course, we have a Gila monster. Oh, I didn't know that there was anything called Gila in um, New they? Mexico. So in Arizona, I know there's like a Gila mountain region. Yeah, Arizona steel. They're stealing that from us. The Gila oh. uh, wilderness, Gila mountains are in uh, are in. Um, uh, New Mexico, um, and they probably stole all our lizards too. If they got any Gila monsters over there, it's because they came. Oh, a Gila monster type them. of lizard. Yeah, it's a type of lizard. So Gila, Gila mountains no, and Gila monster. monsters, like they live <laughs> together, or they, they, those two things go together, and um, they really creep me out because it's kind of like the Americans' way smaller, way less big of a deal version of the um, 
Komodo dragon? Yeah. Obviously not yeah, the same thing. Can they run? Can they run? They come out at night They're and they go into your... The, they go into people's campsites and they, and they, they bite through the tents and then they eat the people. The, the no. Oh, okay. <laughs> when, until you said eat the people, I was really freaking yeah, out. Yeah, Bonnie was totally bought into that. I was too, actually. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, they eat. Because, I mean, we have bears here. Yeah, I mean, some animals eat you people. Know, some, so. Well, no, some animals will break into your tent, too. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so You got creepy. food in there? Yeah, well, they'll break in there. Speaking of tents, I'm in a tent right now with all my food. I just, I, I dare any bear to come and try to take it. Are you ca- camping or are you like out at your property camping? Well, right, I'm getting ready for going camping. And so what I do before I go camping, because I go for, I go camping for like weeks and months at a time. So what I do is I set up all my camping gear out in the yard and then, uh, you know, and hang out in it for a week or two. So I, that way when I, when I leave for weeks or months at a time, I know I haven't forgotten anything because anything I possibly need, I've already been having to use for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah good practice run yeah yeah that way you don't forget something because i hate that feeling if you drive 100 miles out in the middle of nowhere and camping and you're like oh man i left something that i really really needed you know like fire or something like that you know hank hill says it's best to be prepared because then when something happens you're ready for it yeah that's that's i i I buy into hank hill uh, his advice because, and that's why I always carry lots and lots of propane and propane accessories whenever I go camping. Oh, that's probably um, useful to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a Hank Hill back- quote because it's just silly because it's like, okay, well, that's what anyone would say about preparation. It's not really a quote, Hank. Anyways, go ahead, David. Yeah. Oh, so back to that lizard. Oh, and by the way, I think Hank, the dude, the dude who does Hank Hill, I think he does butthead too, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, he does. Right. Uh, it's Mark or Matt. Matt Judge, Mark Judge, Mark Judge, I think. Oh, so he just does, like, a bunch of stuff then? Yeah, he does, like, Boomhauer on the show. Yeah. He does a ton yeah, of Yeah, usually yeah. the creators will, um, because that's the same guy from The Simpsons, too, right? He created The Simpsons? No, that's Matt Groening. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. think about that. But normally, because, like, even, I'm thinking of, um, like, South Park, mm-hmm. those guys. They do a bunch of characters, Yeah, too. they do a bunch of characters, too, and it's, like, funny to watch them behind the scenes like me and my sister were talking about that the other day like the ones where they can't get it out because they're laughing too much they're so funny uh cartoons are good you should bring that up i I am i am matt groaning in a movie (laughs) i play i played matt groaning in a movie called friendship uh it was a it was it was made for the german audience but you can you can find it on youtube right now it's called friendship it was a german movie do you look like him no, no, they, it was from it was a shot from a distance where I was Matt Groening. I was driving. I was driving his uh, car, which was a oh man, an AMC Pacer. Okay. If you, if you ever seen one, if you ever saw one of those, yeah, I, I was driving. In, so, so if you watch the movie and, and and you see a scene where an AMC Pacer is being driven through the mountains of what is supposed to be uh, Tennessee, that's actually uh, uh, your your boy, yo, your boy Daver <laughs> in uh, New Mexico, driving through the mountains of New Mexico in. Uh, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's funny. That so is crazy. That I want to know. Crazy. I want to know the ending of this story. So there was a girl and a boy the lizard. lizard. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the lizards disappeared one day, and I couldn't remember, or I, or I wondered what happened to them if they just wandered off because they'll they like wander in and then they'll wander off, and then a couple weeks later they'll be back again. But they never came, never came back. And um, uh, uh, what I, I had I had been working on. Uh, I had a flat tire, and I was trying to change the tire at home, take one tire off and put a different one on by hand. The, uh, yes, it can be done. It's not, 
it's a little bit uh, challenging, but you can do it by hand without taking it into a tire shop. But I never, I opened, I, I got one of the beads off one of the one side of the rim, and I never finished uh, taking the second bead off to get the whole tire off. And I just left it sitting, kind of uh, leaning against the wall uh, with the with the one bead separated. And I took that tire into the, t- I, f- I finally, I never completed the task by hand. I took the tire into the tire shop a week or two later when I, when I was going there anyway to let them do it. Um, and when I, when I unloaded the tire and gave it to the guy and he put it on the machine to, to start spinning it, all of a sudden a lizard jumped out of it and ran uh, out of the tire shop and out into the, out into the grass <laughs> and out into nature again. And it was that lizard. And she had, she had gotten herself uh, inside of that tire and couldn't get out. Oh, wow. Oh, no. That's sad. Yeah. So at least she was alive, but I lost my, my favorite uh, pet lizard that I'd made it, uh, uh, an emotional connection with. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad that she didn't die. Like, and I'm, I'm glad that... Oh, I didn't mean to like just hang up on David Metta. Anyways. Um, Thanks for the call. Thank Thanks. you for the call, David. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that the lizard isn't dead. That, that's a sad little story. It's just so cute that, you know, he, God or whatever, creation, whatever, yep. gave us animals to be friends with because they just... You know, it's like yeah. a human being um, in that it's conscious. It's not just like, you know, a rock. But it's different. Hey, don't than talk us about my pet rock that way. Innocent, <laughs> you know, innocent and good, and just like like coconut. Yeah, like coconut. They're kind of like babies. Yeah, for like, like forever though. Forever, yeah. That's what I was saying yeah. about coconut. That um, like I'm glad I got him fixed so early because he's just like a forever baby. Yeah, I think he would be either way, right? Well, I don't know. There are people that were like, let him be not fixed for one year because then he'll actually like be more of an adult dog instead of a baby. But that was stupid. And I got him I fixed. I think dogs are always babies. Well, right? uh, I've heard that they... Maybe um, not. I don't know. Their consciousness is that of like a seven-year-old. I don't really know that fixing him changed it much. Yeah, but, you knows? know, there's a difference between dogs I mean, that are fixed and aren't fixed because they're yeah, just like for sure. more aggressive. Like, I think in the thing is like he doesn't hump things. Well, they uh, have that, that, like, um, that like hormonal drive. He doesn't, um, you know what I mean? Go around, you know, like rubbing his parts all over his stuffed animals yeah. or anything yeah. like that. I don't know. My sister's cat is fixed, mm-hmm. and he has a girlfriend, which mm. is a stuffed animal. Interesting. Oh, no. But he will do. Do you things. know when he got fixed? Like how old? I don't know. Because I do it wonder was before if that changes. She got him. Hmm. He was less than a year old, I think. Oh, okay. No, he I, was, I was wondering he was if that's why. Still a like kitten, that. maybe, but. But yeah, I and I've seen like sometimes yeah animals will be fixed, but they will like like cats like they'll still spray randomly. Yeah, it doesn't like really make sense. Yeah, but they'll still <laughs> do some of those activities that it's better off if they don't. I yeah. I agree though that animals are just kind of like forever like in, an innocent, lovable thing. Um, yeah. I mean, my lovable cat, being of some kind. Yeah. And my cat wonderful. is twenty, and she's like still totally a baby. Oh. She might even be more of a baby now. Mm-hmm. Just like more helpless. And- yeah. 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 She's just more needy, I guess. We do have another caller on the line. It looks like unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, it's Tom. And it's about the uh, war over in uh, Palestine, in the Gaza Strip and all of that stuff going on. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, Thomas Jefferson, in his inaugural address on March 4th, 1801, uh, supported... Uh, equal and exact justice to all men of whatever state or persuasion, religious or political, peace, commerce, and honest friendship 
uh, with all nations entangling alliances with none. And that is very much like the libertarian position on this, what's going on there. The United States should not be uh, involving itself in defending a foreign country's scriptural claim to territory. And the, you know, if you want to go over there and defend it, then you sign up with the Israeli army. And if you want to give them money, then all you got to do is buy postage stamps from their post office. Well, you buy a million dollars worth of them and they, the Israeli government gets a million dollars. Okay. So, uh, what they got to do, the first simple step is to assure the airlines that if any uh, Palestinian shows up at uh, a check-in counter, it's okay to let them board a flight to the United States. The airline won't get them get in trouble, uh, even if the uh, refugee application is denied. Are they getting in asylum. trouble now? Is that what's happening? Well, airlines won't let them get on the plane. It's like when you want to fly to the United States, you have to have a, a passport right. and a visa from the U.S. Embassy and all of that, or they won't let you on the plane because they'll get fined. It's just tell them that, and then once that word gets out, then more than likely the Egyptians will let them will suffer them to pass from Rafa Gate to uh, El Arish Airport in the Sinai and let them go on a flight to the United States. And once they get to the United States, this is a slight departure from orthodox libertarian extremist as when they get to the United States, run a fingerprint check uh, for outstanding arrest warrants. And if they're not wanted by FBI or Interpol, then give them a work permit and a social security. This card. seems like somewhat and of a, you know, a, a nice theory, but I'm not sure the government's going to do all this stuff. Yeah. I agree that Americans shouldn't be forced to give Israel or Palestine money. If they want to give them money, they should do it themselves. Yeah. And, you know, not vote for all their neighbors. To... But, of course, this is not how things work. Unfortunately, right. we have to be forced to give money to Israel or Palestine through whatever. And we're told that Israel's a, the good guy because they're God's chosen people or whatever. No, they're they're just as evil as the yeah, Palestinians. Yeah, they're just also well, you know, murdering the, the children. The government's just as evil yeah. as the Palestinians. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not the yeah, people the real themselves. people are probably fine. They're probably just like everyone else, like good and... Um, you know, bad, but the government is what's the problem. The government yeah. is the one that's um, coer- being coercive, you know, oh, sure. and enslaving and literally funding, sending weapons to, so they can murder children and blow up hospitals. Yeah. I mean, that's, really bad stuff. Yeah. USA, USA. And Hamas is basically a, a government in, um, there's no real difference between the government and, you know, a quote, well, yeah, they're both terrorist organizations, government and Hamas. Right. They're just terrorist organizations that are claiming authority to us. And they claim and that murdering spe- they speak. They're saying like, oh, our people want us in charge. And the Israeli like, government yeah, saying, I doubt that our people want us in charge, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, what's the big difference? So, yeah, I, I agree that we shouldn't have to be forced to give them money. But um, that's how things are. And I just feel like, I don't know. He was just kind of going off about some theory that, oh, it could work like this. Well, it doesn't work like that. And yeah. So the Wall Street Journal, W, or sorry, WallStreetJournal.com or WSJ.com says half of college grads are working towards or working jobs that don't use their degrees. Choice of major internships and getting the right first job after graduation are critical to career paths new data show so roughly half of college graduates end up in jobs where their degrees aren't needed and that underemployment has lasting implications for workers so when i first read this i thought 
underemployment, that must mean like people aren't getting enough jobs. That's also happening, but that's also a different thing. So they use the word underemployment to mean you're employed, but you're not working at the career or the you're not using your degree. Right. You're, it's it's not something that you needed your degree for. So that underemployment has lasting implication for workers' earnings and career paths. That is the key finding of a newly or a new study tracking the career paths of more than 10 million people who entered the job market over the past decade. It suggests that the number of graduates in jobs that don't make use of their skills or credentials, 52%, is greater than previously thought and underscores the lasting importance of that first job after graduation. So I guess they're trying to say basically like whatever job you get first after graduation will have more to do with what you keep doing yeah. than what you went to school for. That, that's what it sounds like to me. One of the graduates in non-college level jobs, sorry, of the graduates in non-college level jobs a year after leaving college, the vast majority remained underemployed a decade later. According to researchers at labor analytics firm Burning Glass Institute and nonprofit Strata Education Foundation, which analyzed the resumes of workers who granted between, sorry, graduated between 2012 and 2021. More than any other factor analyzed, including race, gender, and choice of university, what a person studies determines their odds of getting on a college career track. Internships are also critical. So maybe it's saying just people who take, go study a spe- uh, like many specific things are not ended up ending up with their jobs that they expect or that they're going to school to learn about. So like a, a doctor, how many people are going to school for medical um, school and becoming a doctor and then not ending up being a doctor? Probably not that many. So when yeah, I was in but- college and I took college classes, there were a lot of people that were interested in nursing so I don't know how many ended up being actual nurses, but I mean a lot of those being nurses. those specialties th- those are like also more specialized, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if you go to med school, like you're you're going to be some t- sort of medical doctor. If you go to nursing school, like you're you graduate with the intention of taking the NCLEX and getting licensed in your state as a nurse, right? Right. Um, obviously, there's a lot of different things you can do as a nurse, but if you're studying like business, you can literally do anything with a business degree, right. or you know what I mean, like some of those other less specialized um, communication degrees. degree, things yeah, like, like that. stuff like that. It's like. I don't know. You could really, I guess, do anything with that. And like some jobs, they don't even care what your degree is in. They're just like bachelor's degree. Great. That's yep. all they. That's all they care about. It doesn't matter what it's in, which is kind of strange. It's like, what's the point? If you don't care what my degree's in, then what? You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. So that I think that's what. Um. We're all kind of on the same page. I think that most people who go to school for like becoming a medical doctor. They're not just gonna. We're doing a specialized decide, career. They're not just gonna decide. Oh, I'm not gonna be a doctor. I'm gonna become. Um, I'm just gonna own a business. But yeah. like, for like example, if you go to school for criminal justice, you can just graduate and be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna start my own business." Yeah. Or you can just graduate and be like, um, "This person will employ basically anyone who has a bachelor's degree." Yeah. For example, I also think like with um, with degrees that are more specialized, like veterinary, nursing, doctors. Those are like really hard to programs to get into usually. And I think like if I was, I mean, med school is hardcore. 
All right, you need to you need to do like that's like almost ten years sometimes. Yeah, uh, after all like the residency and all that, so it's like I think if somebody wasn't committed, like you have to be committed to to doing that, or else you'll probably just drop out yeah. before that. You it's like, like if before- you're just gonna go work for some company, you probably don't need to spend ten years like yeah. backbreaking type studying. Yeah, just just do yourself a favor and drop out now. Yeah. I know plenty of people who went to school and they were like, I'm going to become a like plastic surgeon or whatever, you know, something that they shot too high for. And then they're like, yeah, this is way too much. I'm just um, changing my degree, yeah. changing my thing now. And I'm going to be, you know, graduate with business. Thing mm-hmm. is people set out with high goals in mind, but when they get into the system or the college experience, they're like, oh man, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I don't blame them. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't either. I mean, college, college can be tough. I mean, I I think, so I would think that, you know, education is important, but I'm not saying that college is the only path forward. Like, you, right. can, you can learn anything nowadays, especially through the interwebs. And I think college is an opportunity to meet and socialize with different people and get an education at the same time. It's just... Don't go into debt for an education that's going to be absolutely loose, useless in a year or two or three or four or five. Go and go and get educated to actually, you know, expand your mind, think about things critically, get different, get different ideas if that's what you want to do. But I don't think you can just get educated in like gender studies and you're going to be making millions of dollars. I think that that's the most important part about reading stories like this is just i think that people need to realize that just because like your um social study or sorry not social studies your um guidance counselor and other people are uh, pushing college on you uh, maybe you go to prep school and your whole entire high school experience was all about getting you ready for college just because people are telling you that it's the right thing to do if it's not what you want to do you should probably shouldn't do it and definitely don't get into debt over something that's going to be useless and i've yeah. i've seen many stories about this same exact thing recently either just that they're quote underemployed like they're they have a job but it's something that they never even needed to go to college for or that they didn't need that level of education for or that they're just unable to get jobs because they're not you know taking a job that any old person could get. They're like, I have a degree. I'm going to get it. I need to get a, be able to get a better, I could get a better job than this. They keep searching and searching and they're un- unemployed the whole time. That's happening a lot. And um, we also had a story, I think we actually got into on the store, on the show recently um, that was saying that employers are more and more of them are just taking off college as a requirement altogether um, because they're just more um, needy for, people that want to work anyway like ever yeah. since covid that yeah. has just kind of been a thing there are fewer workers out there and which is interesting because you know the workforce force really shrank after the pandemic and now hasn't really recovered right and um the thing is like a lot of people they think that they know what they want to do when they're a high schooler and then life just happens and they find out that's not what they want to do either they're in college for it and they're like yeah this is not what i want to do or you like take a break and then you find yourself doing all these other things that are just as good of a use as of your time i think that you should just keep your mind open to um, the idea that you don't have a 10-year plan when you're a 17 year old or something yeah it's it's easy to think that you can't have a 10-year plan when you're 17 but you know we're when you're a teenager you're full of vinegar and high hopes and 
you want to go conquer the world and make a difference, but when you start getting older and going and getting life experience, it's like, you know, the only world I, world I can really change is my own, and it's important well, to... I don't think it's anything about, like, oh, you shouldn't have high hopes. Right. I think they should have high hopes. They just shouldn't expect that they know what the good things they're going to be doing are. You make like, a good point. Like, you could be doing something you can't really imagine right now because you don't know it's a thing. Yeah. It, like... Uh, that's the thing. I just think that people often want to go to f- school for some specific thing and they're limiting themselves. And right. like when I was in high school, I wanted to go to school to be a uh, accountant. And I think that would have been really boring and my life would be pretty boring. Yeah. I graduated, graduated high school in 2004 and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And yet here I am doing the talk radio. It's free talk live. And you can find more at freetalklive.com. Thanks for listening to us and learning more about liberty. Peace. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946.